Welcome to But Make It Funny Podcast, where we are unpacking life, love, and loss using our own sense of humor. I'm Zay, and we got your girl who you are. Yes, see. Y'all already know. Y'all already know. All right, y'all. Today, we'll be talking all about why they gave Black people the shortest month of the year to celebrate. Let's get started. Let's drink. Okay, I see you pouring up already. I see yes, you pouring I have up to already. Mix my drink. I have to. It's right, customary when we start. Let me. But pour before we start, what you got? Oh, go ahead. Champagne. You already know. I got my. I got my Jack. You know, I like it dark. You know. But before <laughs> we start, we definitely got to get a shout out to all of our followers. We made it to one hundred followers on Instagram, y'all. That's a big deal for us. That's Woo. a big word for Aramo. Balsamic vinegar. <laughs> Yo. Oh, my God. I'm struggling that's right my, now. I'm not going to hold you. That's my I'm favorite TikTok. Position. Yeah. What is going on? Like, okay. As yes, wanted- yes, you struggle. She still can't get this shit. <laughs> Shout out to like all 100 of y'all, though. I love y'all. If I see y'all in the streets, say hey. Thank hey. you. <laughs> 100. 100. Let's take 100 shots. It took us 100 seconds. Listen, Zay, we can't all be perfect, okay? We can't all be perfect. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, yes, to 100. Cheers to 100. Mm. I am not making the same mistake as last week, y'all. I'm definitely going to mix my drink after after I gave because I was a little bit too drunk. Words a little bit too slurred. He was not giving what Poster Head gave. I, on the other hand, did not learn any lessons and will be drinking exactly the same way that I drank last time. And that's how okay. it goes. And that's how it goes. All right, y'all. So as you know, we love to get started with like a little drinking game just to like set the vibe. And today, um, obviously, the name of our title is Black History Month, but make it funny. Uh, So Mm. today we're playing a game called Drink If Your Mama Ever, because we realize that as people of color, like more so often than not, like we've lived the same life. Mm-hmm. Like we've gone through a lot of the same things, even like while Zay was living in Chicago and I was living in the Bronx, somehow like our experiences were so similar. So we figured let's talk about how they were similar. So we each got a scenario. And of course, if Zay's mom or my mom ever did it, we take a drink. If okay. your mom ever did it, you take a drink too. Cause remember cousins, y'all, y'all are our cousins. Remember cousins, we getting drunk together. All right. Mm-hmm. I see Yessie taking a shot just to start, and that's what we do. (laughs) All right, I'll start. Okay, Zay and everybody listening, I want y'all to take a drink if your mama ever told you to fix your face after beating your ass. All the time. Like, or or I'm going to give you something to cry about. Like, you just whooped me. Like, that's not nothing to cry about? I'm already crying. Like, I'm already crying. Like, what is something to cry about? If this is not something to cry about, please give me something. Like, what is something to cry about? I'm so fucking exactly. mad. You took one of mine. <laughs> I'm so glad I came prepared. Come on, come prepare. on. Give me one of yours. I'm going to take one of yours. Take a drink if your mom has a garbage bag in the kitchen with all the other garbage bags inside of it. Like, you got, like, the Walmart bag, the food, the food for less bag, like, all the bags in one. Take a drink for that. Oh, your mama got that? You already know. First, but did of y'all... All, first of all, hold on. Global warming will never be the fault of black people. <laughs> I'm telling you that right now. Nobody recycles more than black people. Nobody recycles more than black and brown people. Okay. I'm talking about that um, the little Tupperware where the butter comes. <laughs> Leftovers go in there. The little cookie tin jar, you could put mass sewing materials in there too. Nothing will ever go to waste. We were, but did y'all turn the like little bitty Walmart bags, the little food for less bags into like garbage bags for the uh, garbage can in the bathroom? Absolutely. Absolutely. 
That was bathroom garbage bags. Just a little, little knowledge for y'all. And as an adult, I still do that. I still yes. do that shit. Yeah. Thank you, mama. First of all, first of all, all these other people, these white people thinking that like they discovered something with reusable bags. Baby, we've been using reusable bags since like math. A plastic bag can get multiple use. That's what they don't understand. Like it could be, it could be right. a, a shower cap. It could be a fucking uh, garbage bag. An umbrella. It could be an umbrella. The moral of the story is we recycle and we're doing our part. You should do yours. Uh, is it my turn? No, you just did you, one. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. I'm sorry. All right. Drink if your mama ever warned you about not asking for nothing whenever you was visiting somebody else's house. That meant you was never hungry. You was never thirsty. You ain't never had to use the bathroom. You was just going to sit your ass on that couch and exist. It was different for me because I was a little kid that used to talk too much. So my mom <laughs> used to be, she used to give me the speech like, before we go in here, don't you tell my motherfucking business to nobody here. Because I was a nigga that used to go and tell all my mom business. Like, yeah, she had company last night. Yeah. Like, I, used to tell, <laughs> I used to get, oh my God, y'all. I used to get smacked. Y'all can tell us an adult. I used to get smacked in the mouth so many times for that shit. Oh my God. You should have started a podcast back then. I would have yeah, paid, <laughs> paid good money to hear what you were saying. All right. Now is your turn for real. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I've been waiting. So take a, oh, I think you said it. Take See, the look always got me burping. Take a drink. If you have, if your mother have reused a butter can to pour grease in, like old grease off the stove. You know, because we recycle grease Because you can pour too. it down the drains. I just want to say um, black mothers and mother, of mother of colors make it do what it do. Like, we going to have, they going to stretch ends to meet ends like... Because we used to re reuse our uh, grease, like it was old chicken grease, like five different batches of chicken could be in that. Like, Absolutely. If it was fish and grease, you what? know, like food. The what? food tasted good as fuck. It gave it a little character. Yeah, okay. it gave it more flavor. <laughs> like, let me, <laughs> Okay, I got one. I got one. Drink if your mama ever found something that you was looking for in the same exact spot that you had just finished looking for it. And then consequently beat your ass because the first thing she said was, if I go over there and I find what you was looking for. <laughs> I'm going to beat your ass. I'm going to beat your ass. But Let's you know to that whooping. Mm. You know what? I have a theory. Mm -hmm. I have a theory that my mama used to be the one who used to hide things. And then when she would go looking for it, she would have it in her pocket and put it in the place that I just looked at. Because there's no fucking way I was just looking there and it wasn't there. All because she wanted to give you a whooping that you deserved from last night. From last night. But then she mm -hmm. felt like she, you know, the time went by. She missed her yeah. opportunity. She, she was like, time. I'm going to create a new opportunity. Okay. I get that. Like, I get that. Because I got thousands of whoopings for that. So drink. <laughs> Drink if your mama got a drawer in the kitchen that got some of everything in it, like old mail, toothpicks, <laughs> Q-tips, packets, <laughs> ketchup packets, the old little packs from the Chinese place. <laughs> Shit, uh, we, we have that bitch. Duck sauce, soy sauce, ketchup packets, extra napkins, straws. Let me tell you, I used to make fun of my mom a lot for doing that shit. But let me, when there was no ketchup bottles or there was no sauces, guess where I was going to get my sauces? The drawer. The drawer. And guess what was in there? Everything I needed. Shoot. Hey, as so an adult, my mom for that. Yes. And as an adult, I have one of those drawers. Like, drink if you got one of them bitches in your house. How about that? Drink if you got one. Like, and I find everything in that bitch. I'll be like, oh, I need a Q-tip. You know, go in there and see a whole little bag of Q-tips in that bitch. I'm like, I knew it was going to be in here. From we tape to, to everything. everything. We love to see it. Do you yeah. have another one? Yes, I just went through. Yep. All right. Yep. I'll do come. one more. This is my last one. <laughs> All right. Drink if your mama ever kept her pots and pans in the oven. Because <laughs> there's nowhere else it's supposed to go. <laughs> my mom only loves it. My mom only kept one pan in there, and that was her cast iron pan. 
And they also, like, some of her pants also double as, like, whooping utensils. Like, it's like, <laughs> used to be like, she used to be like, choose your weapon. Like, it used to be either a pen, <laughs> a fucking hanger, a stitch of cord, or like, you know. No, let me tell you something. One thing I learned in my journey of whoopings was that I knew when my mom was about to beat my ass. So it was my job to isolate her in the area of, a, of the house where she ain't have access to a lot of weapons. Okay, so you know, I never, I never got on my mama's nerves in the kitchen because whatever was next to her, that's what I was getting beat with. And so I didn't need her flinging wooden spoons, pots, pans. I didn't need none of that. So I had to mm-hmm. learn how to like isolate my mom, you know, in different areas. Like I could take a hanger, but not uh-huh. a whole ass like cast iron pan, like. That's a good strategy. My strategy was run, like run, like make her tired, like make her tired. That way, when the hits come down, it ain't gonna be that hard. You get what I'm saying? So I used to hit it on my mama. I used to be ooh, ooh, ooh on the bed, on the beds, everything. Like you want to go catch me, and then when I get caught, she be like, (sighs) you know, she be tired as fuck. Damn, what I wouldn't give to go back and use that strategy. That was my sister. My middle sister was the one that ran, but she didn't run like you. Like she ran away, like out the door, like out the apartment. So you know, she used the same strategy. But I was always too scared. Like it was so weird. Like why was I standing there waiting for her to beat me? But it's okay. I ain't know any better. I turned trauma, out kind of okay. Right, right. You're fine. Look at this. You don't have any trauma I, at all because of that. I only cried myself to sleep like three days a month, max. Like, that's okay. You know, it's nothing but a blessing. You know, um, do I got another one? Take a shot. If um, you ever got a whooping for not for saying what to your mama when she called you. for say, Instead of saying yes, you know, your mama called you, but like, What? And he's like, I know you didn't say what. I know you. Like, I used to get an argument for a dad. Like, I used to get a. It was like, what more do you want from me? You remember the video of Tyrese? What more? (laughs) What more do you want? This is me. um, This is me mixing my drink now because the game is over. Um, I am not playing with Yessie this week. Last week, y'all, I was so drunk that after after the podcast was over, I fell asleep on my couch. (laughs) <laughs> I fell asleep. I was that, that had nothing drunk. to do with me though. That was your fault. That was your it fault. Was. You should have. You should have. You know, known better. I was too. I was too fucking excited about everything. You know. Speaking about exciting, let's go to some of the. You know the the tea from the week. You know, I ain't the one to be messy though. Like y'all, like please y'all, I am not the one to be messy. But. Um, they don't call to, you messy safe for nothing. Okay. Messy safe, right? You know, but. <laughs> With all seriousness, y'all, I am not the one to be messy. It is never me. All right, y'all. So according to our sources, and when we say our sources, we mean the shade room. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sure according, enough. According to our sources, uh, Tasha K was ordered to pay Carney B $3.8 million in her defamation lawsuit loss. $3.8 million fucking dollars. That's a lot of money. So Cardi secured this law school. This law school. See, I'm drunk. This lawsuit <laughs> against Tasha K and her company K and B LLC, um, and they were found liable for a lot of things: uh, liable for defamation, invasion of privacy, through false light portrayal. Wasn't that the name of her album, though? It was invasion. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that ironic? And the, and she just got money for damn. She got money from the album sales, and then she got money from the courts for it. Mm, coincidence? I think not. I know the Illuminati when I see it. It's the Illuminati. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, and then she also got uh, the money for intentionally infliction of emotional distress. So, just to give us a little bit of background, I know that's a lot. So, give us a background, y'all. Cardi B has been suing. They have been in court since 2019 um, because Tasha K created over 40 videos speaking um, on Cardi B. Some of the things she said was... Uh, Cardi contracted herpes. Uh, I was about to say Haiti. I don't know why. Cardi contracted herpes. Uh, she was cheating on Offset. She was um, com- uh, she was doing sexual acts on herself, y'all, with beer bottles. This is what the girl was saying. Even using a hard drug. So how do you feel about this ruling? Do you think this was fair? Uh, and then how do you feel about Cardi B for going to the courts? My first question is, does Tasha K even have 
three point whatever million dollars to pay. You know, that's a lot of fucking money. I really wonder, I really wonder a lot about when I hear cases like that and like people are sued who don't have like a lot of bread. Like what happens? Does that mean that anytime Tasha K gets money, there's going to be like a percentage taken out of it until she finally like pays the full? But uh, according to her, like she like, um, she had a little, she did a video and I watched it. She was like, this ain't hurting my bag. This ain't nothing. 3.8 million dollars. I know you're not making that much off YouTube. And because of her, we're going to all, when we talk about gossip, we're going to always say allegedly, because we don't got $3.8 million to give no fucking body. I barely got $3. So, allegedly. (laughs) A a lawsuit like that might be the motherfucking, uh, the 13th reason why, shit, I'll be on my Hannah Baker shit if I get a $3.8 million lawsuit. First of all, uh, not even the 13th. That's reasons <laughs> 1 through 12. Okay. <laughs> no, thank you. No, fuck um, To be honest, like, I kind of got to a point where, like, I try not to have any opinions about celebrities no more because that shit is just way out of my tax bracket, you mm-hmm. know? But... I don't know. Like, there's a part of me that feels like when you become a celebrity, there's, like, this unspoken agreement that, like, people going to talk shit about you. People going to talk shit about you. And one thing about Cardi is that she always, like, she always feels the need to, like, respond to the shit that people say. And I feel Mm -hmm. like she's the one who kind of even fueled that fire for people to do that because they recognize that they could get clout off saying shit to her. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like if she would have just, like, let people say whatever they was going to say and let it rock, it wouldn't have gotten to those extremities. Like, I'm glad she won her lawsuit. Like, good for her. I mean, she didn't really need $3 million, but, like, yeah. it's also, like, sis, you you kind of, like, 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 the pot calling the kettle black. You know, like, you getting mad because people talking shit about you, but you constantly responding every time they talk shit about you. I, I honestly applaud her for her maturity, though, in suing the girl instead of throwing a shoe at her ass. Like, Cause if you if y'all know Cardi B will fight you like she old school Cardi B will fight you. I kind I'm kind of glad that she did the lawsuit. Like it shows her maturity and her growth as an adult. Like I'm not about to fight, and that's even with us. Like when we grow up, like everything's not worth fighting for. Uh, but she fought her, but she fought her in the courts and won. So evidently, Tasha K was lying about the situation, and that was a motherfucking uh check. Her mouth wrote that her ass couldn't cash because ain't nobody got no. Time for that. Did you do you remember that when um they was in court, apparently the judge said allegedly um that Cardi had to take like a STI test. She had to go get tested to prove that she ain't really have herpes. Mm-hmm. That's a and little bit. That's that is. And Tasha K been mock. She done made up a lot of things about other people though. It wasn't just herpes with Cardi. What she was saying like Portia husband like bestiality and stuff like that. You know. So what we gonna say to that is if it ain't about us, we gonna be. Uh, but we ain't the ones to be messy. We ain't the one to be messy. But uh, <laughs> if it comes to our show, we definitely gonna say allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, allegedly. So this is all that. <laughs> well, this is facts now that you know she sued. But you know we don't know anything about that. Um, so next, next on our list, and I ain't the one to be messy, but Chris Brown and someone is suing him for rape. This is crazy. I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm not, I'm not smiling because it's funny. It's just suing them for rape. Is that, is that like prostitution at this point? I don't know. Is it right? Does it turn to prostitution when you sue them for money? But anyway, all right. So Chris Brown, AKA I hear bitches is also being sued for 20 million um, by a woman who alleges that he raped her on a yacht parked outside Diddy's house. First off, a yacht parked outside Diddy's house sounds lit. Um, was Diddy there? I don't know. They just said the yacht was parked. Out, according to our sources, the yacht was parked outside his house. Uh, the Diddy the woman, to the titty. Uh, uh, she probably would have been suing for a little bit more if he did, though. The woman alleges that... Million. Right. The woman alleges that Chris Brown, a.k.a. Uh, knock a bitch out, um, invited her over from a friend's FaceTime. So there's no evidence that he called the girl. He invited her over from a friend's FaceTime, right? So she says after um after she came, she had a couple of drinks. After her second her second drink, um, she began to feel a sudden unexplained change in consciousness. So she was like popping in and out of conscious, right? And then she also <laughs> says I'm sorry, that was inappropriate. Then she also says she felt disoriented 
physical un physically unstable, and she began to fall in and out of sleep. Um, that's what um, what that's what she claimed. Chris wait, Green. wait, wait! Isn't that what alcohol does? Yeah, she's yeah. So, for, so blame it on the alcohol. So look, but then she also claimed Chris Breezy, aka Mister Hit Your Girl, led her into the bedroom. So you know what happened after that? She said, mm. you know. She said she didn't file a police report due to embarrassment, but she did file a lawsuit for $20 million. How do you feel about that? Like, is this a case of cry wolf or is she just trying to get a bag? And do you think her pussy is really worth $20 million? Uh, <clears throat> first of all, this is coming from the law offices of Yesenia. <laughs> as, a, as a licensed attorney, allegedly. <laughs> That's the magic word. Um, yo, I am hot as fuck. You drunk. Oh you were drinking. Okay. Um, first of all, I'm pretty sure. Like, wouldn't you need a police report anyway to pursue a lawsuit? But she's saying she's not doing a she she said in her lawsuit that the only reason why she don't have the police report is due to embarrassment. So I it's my it's like I'm so she was embarrassed. She was embarrassed to tell people that he allegedly raped her, mm -hmm. but now she's not embarrassed anymore to sue him for twenty million dollars. Mm -mm, she wasn't embarrassed about that lawsuit. This real. <clears throat> I'm gonna let you speak first. I'm gonna let you okay, speak first. Is this, is this the case of chasing the bag? I kind of, feel, you know, I really can't speak on, you know, sexual abuse victims because I don't want to undermine. Because maybe it did happen to her. Maybe she was sexually assaulted. But I think, like, in the route of do she want justice, I think she took it a little bit differently. Like, because I, I would think, like, if I was sexually assaulted, that justice would be the criminal be behind bars, the person the person who did it be behind bars, versus her justice, which is you rape me, now give me $20 million. Like, what? how does that How does that even equate to your... And she's she suing for emotional damage. Emotional damage. That's what she's suing <laughs> So it's like if I could sue every motherfucker that emotionally damaged me, I would be rich. No, I wouldn't. You know, I used, to just, I used to just fuck with fuck with broke motherfuckers. So on purpose, huh? Um, yeah. Anyways, um, <clears throat> one thing we do know, Chris Brown does beat bitches up. One thing we do know, but we ain't never. But he said he said that. Um, this this only coming around because his album about to drop. Like accusations, mm. I about to say accusations, accusations like this come around only because his album about to drop. That's his that's his claim. Let me tell you, I feel like I'm again going back to the whole thing about like I'm just not forming opinions about celebrities because what the fuck do they do mm -hmm. in my life? But there is something to be said about like on one hand, celebrities have a lot of fucking power. Like, celebrities have a lot of fucking power. And one thing that I've always heard from is that most celebrities, allegedly, have women sign NDAs for, yep. kind of, for certain type of shit. And so, on the other hand, then I'm also thinking, like, I'm very big on, like, just believing when women come forward and say something. Like, my first instinct should just, I'm just going to straight believe them because there's so much shit that happens that, like, I'm just going to go straight to believing them. Mm -hmm. But also, oh, wait, sorry. Important question. Was she white? She, I do not have a race. Oh, see, that's a big part. I have a race. <clears throat> that's a big part. But anyways. Um, but I, I kind of don't think, she, I kind of think she's like one of those little exotic creatures that's going around here with the, oh, with she's, the big ooh, and, she, and she, you she, know, because he like. Allegedly, he only like light-skinned girls. That's allegedly. Yes, the racially like, ambiguous ones. Yeah, yes. 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 So she got to be one of those. And she and okay. apparently her pussy is worth $20 million at this point. Well, shit, if we are appraising our own pussy, I'll put mine to $50 million. That's something I will not try. How do you but, get your pussy uh, appraised? <laughs> um, according to her, you have to take a drink um, and then feel woozy after the second drink. And then once it's over, like, you gonna like once you wake up, then like you like, hey, let's appraise it. Like okay. I'm assuming for twenty million dollars when you talk to your lawyers and stuff. Long story short, mm -hmm. this ain't none of my motherfucking business. 
Okay, so we ain't the one to be messy on that topic. We ain't the one to be messy. <laughs> um, but to close us out, um, it's a, it's a um, it's an incident that that is going on in Connecticut, which is very close to us. Um, Lauren Smithfields, um, a Connecticut woman, um, a twenty three year old black woman, um, was found dead in her apartment in mid December. You guys, um, shortly after meeting a man from a dating app. Uh, members of her family have accused the police department of failing to notify them of her death and misha- mishandling the subsequent um, investigation. And they intend to sue over what their attorney described as racially insensitive handling her case. So her family is just basically saying, like, what's up? Like, they was rude about everything. You know, I've even watched some, some interviews about everything. Um, Cardi B even spoke about this that brought it brought the light to, like, social media about this. Just to give us uh, some background information. After a date with a man she had met on a dating app, she met him on Bumble. Um, do y'all use, you use dating apps? He did that shit. He was, okay, listen to this. Lauren Smithfield was found after a man um, she met on Bumble called 911 on December the 12th. Um, to the report that he had woken up to her being unresponsive with a nosebleed. So according to Connecticut medical examiners, Lauren Lauren died from acute intoxication due to the combined effects of, these are big words, fentanyl, promethazine, hydroxin, and alcohol. And her death is being ruled an accident and detectives closed the case, but they reopened it once, you know, people started to question all of this. My first thing is like, I I, he did that shit because black women not about to do drugs that they don't fucking know how to pronounce. Black people don't do fentanyl. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. That's a white people drug. Black people don't do fentanyl. Are you fucking? No. No. The only thing the only thing they do do though is promethazine. That's what that's the drug that's found in lean. In lean. That's lean, you know. But like all those mixed together with alcohol. Now I think he, I think he gave her some type of cocktail to like to rape her. So she's a he's a he's an older uh, white male. So he's forty three, um, white male, and she was twenty three black um, female. So, um, what are your thoughts you on that? You remember like a few months ago when that white girl went missing and everybody had their panties in a bunch because like, oh my God, the white girl. Oh my God, I think her boyfriend killed her. We need to find her. Oh my God. Oh mm-hmm. my God. Mm-hmm. It, it's like, it's like the world, when a white person is missing, we have to stop the world, you guys. When a white person is missing, we have to stop the world. But when a black person is is missing, we have to keep going on in our day. Like, you know, it's just another thing. It's just another case. It's just another... It's an accidental thing. You're literally lucky. Like, you're lucky if you even hear about a black person missing case. I know more about black people missing because of Instagram than because of the fucking news. Okay. Every day I'm logging into Instagram and somebody's sharing a flyer for somebody else that's missing. That's usually the only reason why I know about that shit. Because the news don't give a fuck. The news media don't care. They don't care at all. They see black people as disposable. And that goes all the way back to slavery. They see us as property. Um, all right. So, you know, since we said that, I actually want to end on a happy note, but we definitely are sending our prayers to um, Lauren's family um, and that they 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 actually find justice for um, her her murderer. Because I really think she was murdered. Like, I really think this was a this was this wasn't accidental. And I think Connecticut needs to step up. So Absolutely. let's end on a let's end on a happier note. So Biden agrees to nominate the first black female Supreme Court justice. If you guys don't know how how the Supreme Court looks, so the pr- Supreme Court started in 1784, right? Since Come that the history, history lesson. I am a history teacher. <laughs> That's history Since, teacher right there. Yes, period. Since then, there's been 114 judges, right? Guess how many of those have been white males? 107. 111. Oh, oh so close. Almost 107 of them have been white male. Four have been um women, and three of the white women, and three of them have been people of color. Two of them been African American males. Uh Thurgood Marshall, whom we praise, uh, which was the first African American male. Um, and then Clarence Thomas, aka Uncle Ruckus, um, who really don't count. Like he like a hat, it's like 
Clarence Thomas and then like a half a vote, like a half half a vote uh, for Clarence Thomas. Um, so is this a win for us? Like, is this a win for the, uh, our community, though, like the, to get this honor of having a black woman in the Supreme Court? Because I think she ain't going for none. Like black woman about to be out there like, nah, bitch, that's stupid. That's dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, not all skin folk is kin folk, though. That is true. It, it depends on the person that Biden choose to pick. And let's hopefully Biden don't be Biden. You really Biden. think? Uh, <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> what the fuck is going on? You good? What was that? Wait. Okay. This is coming from <laughs> the political office of U.S. Representative Yesenia. I'm a representative now. I went from allegedly. lawyer to representative. Uh, allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> um, I don't... I don't fucking trust the government anymore. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't believe in the idea of government anymore. I used to subscribe to the idea of like the different parties until like I really realized like they all playing their own games. And so it's really hard for me to feel like he can appoint a black woman as a Supreme Court justice and it make any different, be any difference, excuse me. Because if the majority of the Supreme Court justices are still Right male, conservative, white male, it's not going to fucking matter. It's not going to fucking mm-hmm. matter because anything that this black woman, if she is progressive, if she is, you know, um, you know, stands up for herself and stuff like that, anything that she can bring up is just going to simply get, it's going to get trumped because they're going to vote. The majority is going to vote a specific type of way. So it don't mean nothing. This is giving me, this is giving me performance politics as everything else fucking gives me. Okay, like yeah, everybody has been doing since he got elected, he's been doing performances. But my man's went from like, oh, his whole campaign trail, we need to cancel student loans, we need to cancel student loans, to oh, what? I ain't never said that. Yeah, he when I said that. that, oh, I said that, I'm, me? I'm gonna me? get back to you. <laughs> like, I'm gonna get back to you. Uh, nah, nah, I think mm. it's great for whoever that black woman is because, like, ultimately, like. I love it, you know, but to think that um, the Supreme Court has been in effect for almost 200 years and to realize that it's still the first black woman being nominated. No, it's kind of like a change needs to happen in in work with the U.S. Like we need to have something that ratifies how many uh, the demographics of the fucking Supreme Court. Like, how can you have a melting pot of people in the United States, but then have seven white people judge the law of the land for a melting pot of people? Like, that does not make sense. Like, and it goes back to, like, the white people being the savior, the, being the rulers. They get to make all the decisions, but we have to sit with the consequences of their decision, you know? Um, but, you know... Let's move on because it is Black History Month and we are extremely excited about that, even though we only have 28 days. Um, 29 every four years. The fuck? Yes. <laughs> That's what they get you. That extra day. Yay. An extra day to be black. Woo-woo. Um, shout out to all the prominent figures that we do know, like Rosa Parks. They, because schools be my school, they didn't Rosa Park me to death. They didn't Rosa Park me to death. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay it's more people than those like those aren't the only motherfucking people in black history and let's not mention um happy belated birthday to Martin Luther king but let's not mention that Martin Luther king's a fuck nigga though but we ain't want to go down that road because he used to cheat on coretta but y'all be y'all love him y'all be turning wait, the other cheek and he was out here clapping cheeks he used to cheat on coretta <laughs> all the time. he used to cheat on coretta he had a dream, baby. He had a dream. Yeah, he had multiple dreams. <laughs> Stop. They're going to hate us. They're going to hate us. <laughs> no, I'm going to tell the truth. But I ain't the one to be messy, though. I am not the one to be messy. Before Rosa Parks, though, there was Claudette Colvin. Col- mm-hmm. Colvin, I think is how you pronounce her last name. I remember just learning about her, like, a couple years ago. Literally, did the exact same thing that Rosa Parks did, except that because she was pregnant... At a young age, I believe she was like 15 or 16 at the time, mm-hmm. allegedly. I don't know. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> well, she was 15. Um, she was, it's between okay. like, it was between age of 14 to 16. She's in that range. Yeah. Yeah. So because she was pregnant, they kind of like were like, oh, no, you wouldn't be the right person to be the face of this movement. So they have mm-hmm. Rosa Parks do the same thing that she, that Claudette had already done. Um, and, you know, 
praise praise Rosa Parks and everything. And um, that presents its own issues. But yeah. like, I also understand why they did that. Like, I mean, at that time, the way things were, like, they had to be strategic with it. it they had, had to be strategic, strategic. absolutely. And I think it was. I think it was strategic with Rosa Parks, but also I think that it was. I think we felt to realize that it was planned. Like it wasn't like Rosa just one day. You know, they love telling the story. Like she got on the bus, was like, I'm not moving when she got out of work. No, it was planned. Like it was, it was planned that Rosa, you're gonna do this on this day. We're gonna have your bail money ready when you do it um, on this day. And that's what happened. Like, so it was mm-hmm. definitely planned. But all praise to her though, because now um we get to choose where we want to sit on the bus. And then our dumbass uh generation Z, they still they automatically gravitate to the back of gravitate to the back of the motherfucking bus. <laughs> Cause that's where it's fun though. I'm sorry. Like that's where it's fun. Should be lit back there. Okay, get the fuck out of here. I don't care. I don't do you care. Think back, do you think back then you would have been lit on the back of the bus? Like, ah <laughs> <laughs> no, because- to back that bitch up. But you know what? The moment that we did that, like, then all the white people want to come to the back. Because, like, yeah. basically, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about white people. And now I know I'm getting <laughs> lit. <laughs> let me. T- tell us, sister. Tell us. Let me tell you. Tell them my something sister. about white people. No, like, basically, white people are unoriginal, uncreative. They don't know how to come up with nothing to save their life. Like, mm-hmm. that is everything that they know is borrowed and stolen. Excuse mm-hmm. me. Everything they know is stolen, not even stolen. Borrowed. Yeah, they don't. Everything borrow, they know they is stolen. So if back then the back of the bus would have been lit, best believe they would have found a way to be like, okay, now the back of the bus belongs to us white people. Go to the front. So no, I don't care. I agree with you. They do be stealing shit. Like they real, they definitely do uh be stealing shit. But my my uh, question is, why does Black History Month always start at slavery? Mm. Uh, why we gotta start there? Mm. Like it's 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 ample amount of things that we could start at. Like and 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 um, if you're listening, you guys, this is definitely gonna be a history lesson. Um, and it's like history, but <laughs> we don't make it's it funny. A history teacher, and it's on period. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, why do we have to start at slavery? And I think I think when we teach our kids of color that that Black History Month starts at slavery or Black History starts at slavery or Jim Crow, we do a disservice because it actually started in Africa where we were kings and queens. Mansa Musa it's is is an African king that is he crippled the economy by himself. So he is one of the he is the richest man in history. So he was richer than Bill Gates, all these other people, Zuckerberg, and all these Zuckerbergs, and all these um, <laughs> Zuckerberg. Yeah, Mayo Man, all these Mayo Man. Like he was richer <laughs> than those, like ten times richer than them, and he crippled the economy by just going around and giving everybody money. That's how rich this man was, and and I think we should start history there, you know, at royalty, at, at kingdoms, at. Uh, but let me let me ask you something. Why would you start history at a place of prosperity if your goal is to keep a race as inferior? Mm-hmm. Why would I mean, you do that's... that? Why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you you're gonna be weak. No, but like all jokes aside. All jokes aside, like, and and I think this is like what we get into, like when we talk about racism being systemic, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people think that, oh, just because my next door neighbor isn't racist, everything is okay. Bitch, I don't give a fuck what the next door neighbor thinks about black people. I think about what the systems think about black people, because ultimately those are the effects that we feel, right? So the fact that your children can go to school and schools are deciding to not teach black history at all because they don't want white kids to feel bad. Like, are you fucking dumb? Like, are you stupid? It's are you, you dumb for me. Okay, like, really are not. you dumb? <laughs> like, no, that ass. Because, like, that shit pisses me off. It's like, it's like, oh, we know that we did these things, but we don't want our kids to feel bad about how horrible of people we were. So we're not going to teach them that. Thank you. But there's more concern to how black kids feel when they have to learn about all the atrocities that were done to their ancestors. Ain't no, ain't no talking about feelings then. 
No, it wasn't. It was definitely not. So, I, but that's how America works. That's how America works. Like when when it's America worked to benefit the black the the male man. It works to benefit. And when you, when I say male man, I mean the white people because they white you know, Christian straight men. Yep. That's the that's like the golden standard. And this is their you know this is their place, and we we just that's what they think. They think this is their place, and we just living in it. Uh, let me tell you, we could go on a whole tangent because I got. Are you? Okay, <laughs> like I will go there. Like, uh, you know, uh. they, you know, they they, they, they counsel people for being pro black now, so you know. So, um, next topic. <laughs> um. Okay. So, why do you think? Okay. So like you know how like 9-11, right? When 9-11 mm-hmm. happened, it was always mm-hmm. like, oh my god, never forget 9-11. Never forget it. And like when the Holocaust happened, never yeah. forget the Holocaust. And again, I'm not being funny. Like these are really serious events in history. But it was always like never forget about those things. Those things lasted way a, a way shorter amount of time than slavery did. So why is it always that we got to get over slavery because it was so long ago, but we could never forget 9-11 and the Holocaust? You know, that's a good question. Um, one thing about me, I will never forget slavery because what um, they don't tell you is that slavery built the American economy. So the Wall Street that we see now was actually built on slavery so our ancestors built the ground that we're walking on and they also built the money that we're spending so i'll never forget it but it is it is i think that is a a a coping mechanism for white privilege to say um can y'all get over it already or can y'all um forget it already but we get to talk about the holocaust forever and then we also get to talk about we get to talk about the Holocaust forever, and then we also get to talk about nine eleven forever. Like, also, it's it's sad that these things happen, but isn't it even sadder that we enslaved a generation of people for almost four hundred years? Harsh to do. I think what is the I think the the book is called The New Jim Crow, and basically the essence of that book is just talking about how slavery has never been eradicated. It just it it transforms and it adapts throughout time. So okay, yes, people want to talk about slavery being done. Okay, yeah, slavery in its old sense is done, but new slavery has emerged. Right in the prison system, in the prison system, there is still slavery, mm-hmm. right? Because I believe it's still in the Constitution, basically saying that slavery is abolished, except, except when it's like mm-hmm. in terms of consequences for prisoners, criminals. When you talk about like when slavery was abolished, and then we had Jim Crow, that was still. That was still a different version of slavery. So basically, long story short, we're on slavery volume 37. Like, that's I don't a good know. thing. I don't know. It's because uh, we could be here all day, y'all. Because I really like um, I think James Baldwin said a quote, like to be to be um woke conscious. in America. Yeah, to be to- conscious. To be conscious in America is to be enraged every day. All like, the time. Like when I tell y'all I, I go to work and just be enraged at some of the white people and their privilege and some of the things, their unconscious biases of how they treat us or how they even talk. And and then as black people, they think, we, you know, when you speak up about it, you are, instead of being passionate, we're always the angry one. Aggressive. We're always aggressive. You know, they get to be passionate. And I hate when they, I work at the I will school. never forget that white bitch that called me aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, we worked at this place. We worked at this school that we shall not name. Me and Yessie, this is how we met. It was so much unconscious biases going on. It was so much unconscious biases going on that I was the Malcolm X of the school. Like, I was not going. I used to always speak up. They had me on the, yeah, to keep me in line, they had me on a work contract, y'all. Because I was used to speak up about that shit. Like, they used to treat me so raw. Yes. Okay. And he was always late too, though. (laughs) (laughs) They shouldn't do that. Well, I gotta be at work at seven thirty if the kids don't gotta be there at eight thirty. Like, what's that? 
He was always late too, but he did have valid points and his lateness should not, should not have eclipsed the valid point he was making. Thank you. That's all I'm saying. And they know I operate. They knew I operated on color people time. I'll be late to work now, y'all. Let's just let's just that's another black history topic. Why are we always late to work, you guys? Like, I think they should give us like as reparations, I think they should give us an extra 10 minutes on coming to work. And nah, I'm, you know something? I take I take being on time, like I take that real seriously. Cause like just like my mom's, yeah, my mom's like, she just she always told me like if you're on time somewhere, you're late. Like, you always got to be early. But most of my friends are always late. So I just learned to adapt. So now the reservation is at 8. All right, bet. The reservation is at 7.30, everybody. See you there. And then they'll still arrive at 8.15, but at least it's 15 minutes late and not 30 minutes, you know? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I get that. I get that, you know. <laughs> uh, I'm one of the people that's always going to be late. We already discussed my trauma on why I'm late, y'all. We already discussed my trauma on why I'll be we late did. tonight why I'm always late to things, you know? So, um, moving on, do you think that we have run, do you think that in schools we run out of black people um, to learn about? Like, do you think we always learn about the same black, when we were in school, do you think we learn about the same five black people, the same All right, wait, let's, let's, let's list them. Let's list them. Rosa Parks, we talked about okay. her. Who else? Mm-hmm, talk about Rosa. Who else? MLK. MLK first. MLK. MLK. MLK first. Rosa Parks. Yeah, sometimes they try to sprinkle a little Malcolm X, but not too much. Yeah, not too but much. Not too uh, much. And and let me say, sidebar: whenever they would talk about Malcolm X, they would talk about him as like the antagonist Billy. to Malcolm yep. uh, to to uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s movement. Just want to put that out there. Who else did mm-hmm. we learn about? Um, Thurgood Marshall. Thurgood Marshall was um, one. Maya Angelou, they love saying Maya, Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou, yup. Yeah. Like she, she was the only poet in the in the yeah. Hall of Renaissance. And it was thousands of, it was hundreds Langston of- Hughes. Uh, Langston, Langston Hughes. Langston Hughes. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and I will say Maya Angelou oh, and Langston Hughes, you was learning about them, not even in history class. You was learning more about them like in ELA, you know, because yeah, sometimes yeah. they would have you read like their work on Black History Month, but forget about it. You ain't reading a Maya Angelou poem in, in March or April. No, no, no. Oprah. Only Oprah. February. My people oh, talked about Oprah. Oprah. They talk, Oprah. Yeah, they, they, Oprah. It was it was all those people. Look at they, Oprah. They, Look at Oprah, y'all. If Oprah can make it, y'all can make it. Because she's black and you're black. If black people can make it, you can make it. You know, we can look at them for representation, but also I feel like they limit our representation to black people who only follow the rules. Black people who are only like yes men sometimes. Like, um, I'm I'm I love Dr. Martin Luther King. I'm so thankful for what he did, but I kind of feel like he was a his nonviolent movement did change because the media, the way the media portrayed it. But also I think Malcolm X movement was was needs to be you know talked about too, and the Black Panther Party that they criminalized. Let's just go there, y'all. Do y'all know that the Black Panther Party is on the FBI most wanted list um, as the terrorists, but the the KKK is not on the FBI most wanted list. Let's just go there, and the KKK was established in the 1700s, and Black Panthers was established in the 1960s. This is America. Right, right. Yeah, let me tell you. I think it all goes back to when we talk about racism being systemic. And um, I think this is like a a nice segue to get into like a point that like I wanted to make because when Mm -hmm. I didn't learn about a lot of these things until I got to college, which is really fucking unfortunate, which means that for 17 years of my life, I was fucking ignorant. Like, I'm not going to hold you. Like, I hated being from the Bronx because I was like, all there is in the Bronx is violence and drugs and gangs and uh, not realizing that that was like internalized Mm self-hatred. I didn't really like see myself like as somebody who could, you know, be an activist for issues. Right. Because I was just like, oh, this is just how life is. I didn't see it as like, oh, things like this are wrong. It's just, this is how life is. So when I got to college, um, I took a really great course. It was called Examining Diversity Through Film. And we basically Mm -hmm. just watched movies and talk about shit. We talked about like racism, sexism, et cetera. And that was the first time that I was really introduced 
to this concept of like racism and classism as like intersectional. And like, yep. I really started to learn about like the reasons behind why things were the way they were. And so for me, like, it became a lot, like, it can become very overwhelming when you think about Black history. Like, mm-hmm. everything that's had to have been endured, everything that, you know, we've been through. And I say we, I say we very cautiously, okay? I say, we, I, I don't want people to think that, like, I'm saying we, like, I think that I was, like, in the same trenches as darker-skinned Black people. Like, no, baby, because, like, I know my privilege, too. Um, but <clears throat> I learned that, like, Sometimes when you focus too much on the macro things, on the big things, it seems like it's an impossible challenge to solve. And mm-hmm. so what can you do on the micro level? Like what can you do on the small level to make meaningful change? And so for me, like now I focus a lot more like on community. Like what can I do immediately as my own person that will benefit another black person? Okay, that means I'm going to buy from their store. Bet. Okay, that means that I am going to challenge my partner on his views. Bet. Oh, that means that I am going to stick up for my black kids in the school that I work for. Bet. Like these are small things that I can do that I know have immediate change. And so, like, I feel like sometimes why racism feels like a kind of challenge that just will never be gone, because I've talked to a lot of people who say that they're like, racism will never be solved. And it's like, I get it, but maybe we just need to kind of like hone in our our focus, you know? I don't know if that makes I sense. Did. It definitely makes sense. And I also, I, and I agree with the person who, who I spoke with that said racism would never be solved because America was founded on race. It was founded, it was founded on classism. Like it was founded on those things. So if you found something on it, I don't, I don't know why in the middle of it you think it's going to change. No, if it was founded on this, it's going to always stand on what it was founded on. So that was the pill, those are the pillars of America, race. I just hate when people, um, generally white people, always say, I don't see color, I don't see color. Well, I think you're racist. If, if, we're having a, if we're having a debate about race and you white and you say, I don't see color, I'm going to automatically think you're racist because you got to see color. <laughs> like, you Bitch, got I to. see your white ass. Like, <laughs> like- <laughs> That mean and that and you said that that made me think you ignorant. That mean you ignoring your privilege. Like you 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 know you got privilege, but I'm gonna act like I don't have it. And then I'm also gonna ignore the fucking um systematic uh racism that you have to endure. Because you know what? I don't see color. You know, it, it can it could be a lot. Um, and I just wanna close out our conversation this segment by saying be proud of who you are, you guys. Like, like Jesse said, it's the small things. As a lot, our 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 main goal here in our in our group that we're speaking to is young adults between the ages of let's say twenty five to thirty five is our target audience, and we want you guys to use your little things, your your little things you're doing every day to encourage the next black person. If it's sharing your friend business online, do that. Like if it's, if it's <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> I fucking hate you. You know people don't like to share their friend business. Like I'll be like, wow. Like, cause it it was even the when we started when we started our podcast and we like follow us and you like share it, share it. People like, okay, I'm gonna share it. And then you look around oh, and wait, wait, I thought you was talking about like share your friends personal business, like the no, shade room kind of thing. <laughs> no, that's not black that's people. That's why I was all. laughing. That's why. So what do you say no. about the shade room? The shade room is black history and you bet not speak bad on them. <laughs> it, is our, it is our current BET News. You remember we used to have BET News? I don't know if Yo, y'all know. BET yes. used to have the news, like with the black yes. I think that's what the shade room is. I think the shade room, uh, mm-hmm. sometimes they could be biased in their opinion, but I also think, you know, as a culture, we need them. Like, for the culture, they're needed. Like, but back to my no. point before. No, yeah. no. You know who's needed? Embracing, Who? what's it called? The, what's the page called? Embracing Black Culture, or I think it's called Embracing Black Culture. That's the shade room that we need because. Oh, Instagram? Yeah, they like. Okay. Yep, embracing embracing black culture. I don't know if y'all can see it, but embracing black culture. 
they I like the shit that they post because a lot of times I feel like the shave room gets lost in the sauce of like they be putting down the same people that they say that they trying to uplift and it's kind of like it's kind of putting us against each other though yeah instead of but instead of unifying anyways. us but you know as as people of color we love we love arguing with each other like like it it'll be a confrontation between us before it'd be a confrontation for the white person that just won both of us at the same right. time like we we right. will fight each other we will argue with each other before that confrontation is even addressed um like i said you guys just do the small things do the small the things <laughs> But I'm drunk. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's me. It's me. <laughs> Am I the bad guy? Is it me? Like it's me. Um, do the small things, you guys. Like really do the small things. Like sharing your like, and and I learned how important that is. And I just want to um, reiterate, it's very important. Like a lot of my friends, I went to HBCU, as you guys know. A lot of my friends start businesses. Um, like two, three years ago, like I wouldn't share their stuff. Like I, I don't know why. Like I just wouldn't. Like I'm not sharing that on my timeline. Like, but now as I grow older and I, as I grow wiser, I definitely share my friends' projects, even if even if it's bad projects, even if it's good projects. But no matter what, I'm gonna share it. I'm gonna share Whoever it. Whoever Zay's friends are, listen to listen to what he said. What, what I think, think he's saying he me, sucks. One thing about me, I'm gonna share my friend projects. Y'all should not bad. Even I'm if they bad. And even if they are bad, I'm going to be in the front motherfucker road like, ah, yeah, <laughs> it's my friend. I'll be clapping. I love it. Yeah, I'll be like, y'all see that? And then, yeah. and then behind closed doors, you're like, I think you can do this to make it better. Yeah, give them tools. Give them tools. But when it's open, and, and that's what I learned as being an adult, like to give people criticism behind closed doors because I used to openly say it like I used to be like yeah. you know, like in front of everybody and it's like that's not always the the uh impact you want to have like your intentions may be good but your impact of that situation may have been yeah. bad especially as black people I think that's one thing we need to correction behind closed doors positive praise um in the open but correct correction private corrections is something yeah. that um I think we need to learn as absolutely. a group of people. absolutely Mm-hmm. I agree with everything that you said. And I think, um, oh, let me say, hold on, let me PSA to all my light skinned people. Um, <laughs> make sure that you understand your privilege when you're engaging in conversations about black history. Not everything, um, how do I say it? Not every platform is for, is for you to speak. Sometimes your job as a lighter skinned person is to shut the fuck up sit in the back and let somebody else talk about their experiences. And I'm just like, again, like, you know, just because my experience as a black person is different than other people's experiences, it doesn't invalidate mine, but it is my job mm-hmm. as the one with mm-hmm. privilege to make sure that I give space to others to share theirs. And I'm just like, ain't nothing funny about Black History Month. Black History Month is every motherfucking month, January through December. And that's all period. And that's all Mary and every little fucking lamb she had. Right, like the fuck, and so no, like saw, every. Oh, go ahead. He got something to no, say. I, I did, but I forgot it, y'all. I caught a drug. I forgot what I. You okay? You was talking about how um shit. I forgot it. I I promise you, I forgot it. Go go back to what you. So all this talk about Black History Month, like I just want to know how we plan to celebrate. I, for one, plan on slapping the shit out of every white person at my job because, in the name of reparations, I feel like that's right. What about you, Zay? For Black History Month, <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was a good thing to do. Like I would really apply her. Like um, Yessi, picture you. Yessi is the first person to slap every white person at her job. <laughs> Wait, uh-huh. you remember that video of that guy? There's like a video. Of this guy, he just slaps everybody in the backyard. He's just like, bah, oh yeah, bah, yeah, yeah. Now, nah, but work. you know, you some people, some people are gonna be like, "Damn, bitch, why are you not slapping yourself? Because you white as fuck." So, I don't think you're white, you know, but that's a colorist conversation that's coming up sooner than later with us. Um, <laughs> but to celebrate Black History Month, I plan on giving my um, number to every black guy that asks for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to find a black a, a black companion. Um, so if you're black, let me you know hit me up if you know someone. His number is seven seven three. 
abort, abort, abort. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just oh my god! Yeah, I can't. I can't. All jokes aside, though, like we are excited to celebrate Black History Month. We understand and acknowledge that Black History is every fucking month. It's not just one month of the freaking year that you need to support your friends, your families, with whatever they have going on. And we just thank y'all so much for rocking with us with this episode. For this episode, make sure to tune in two weeks from now, which is. February, what is it? 13th. Yes, February yes. 13th. For Valentine's Day. <laughs> Our next episode, February 13th. And of course, we always got to leave you with something to think about. So, Zay, you ready for our question? Yes, what we thinking about today? Like, cause last, cause last question, everybody was um, emailing, not emailing me. Everybody was Instagramming me about the answer. Like, they really think like Stevie wanted to sit up there, just sit up there. Like, why they don't sit <laughs> in the picture? The fuck? True that. What's the question? All right, so what my question about? is, and I want mm-hmm. you to, I want you to really think about this. If two mind readers read each other's minds. Mm-hmm. Whose minds are they really reading? And with that, we bid you farewell. We see you two weeks from now. Let's get it. Happy Black History. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.